0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 23 through 26, about a faith that's not afraid.
1: you hold a place in Exodus and turn back to Hebrews 11 for a moment. That's verse 23. And the first faith story from Exodus is that of Moses' parents. And if we backtrack a little bit, Hebrews 11, we also see two, probably not as celebrated as much as they should be, Hebrew midwives. Who Took their stand in their generation and could have justified doing otherwise probably many different ways, right? Well, you know, our lives were on the line and the order came from the Pharaoh. And what are we to do? We work for the system. We work for the man. You know, this is my job. I, I gotta do this because can you fill in the blanks? Everything we went through during COVID, right? How many people were over a barrel working for cities and departments where they were forcing people to do things against their will? And it was tough. But it wasn't unprecedented decisions that people had to make. I mean, take that situation in times of by however many to be in the sandals of Amram and Yoshebet. But God was faithful and they operated by faith, and they did not operate in fear. And some of you need to hear this afresh. You've got to stop operating in fear. You have to stop. Because you've got a window of time to live, and your story's being written right now. And, I, and I, to give you some hope, Moses had his blips on the screen He had his doubts about himself, his doubts about whether he should be the guy. So please hear me when I say I'm preaching to myself as well. But I gotta hear this as well. I can't operate in fear. Look at verse 24. We'll just tackle a few more verses. By faith, Moses, when he'd grown up, now from a baby to an adult, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused it. Someone wanted to give him a title, and he said, don't you call me that. <laughs> I laugh because in some circles, uh, pastor's wives are called the first lady, and my wife says, don't you ever call me that. <laughs> and I love that about my wife. Don't you ever call me that. <laughs> right? She doesn't, she doesn't want that title. Someone wanted to call Moses, you know, whatever, by this title. Hey, here is the son
0: of Pharaoh's daughter.
1: Now batting. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. I don't want the title. So many people are so worried about titles, right? <laughs> Make sure that you print my business card with Moses, is like, nope. Don't. Don't call me that. He refused it. He didn't want to be called that. He chose rather, and I want you to see what he did. He chose to endure ill treatment. He chose to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. You know what Moses' faith choice was, one of them when he was an adult? Someone said to him, look, Uh, and there's some extra-biblical literature that Moses may well have inherited the throne of Egypt. Uh, There's some extra-biblical literature, and there's a debate about who the pharaoh is and what exact time this is, but that the pharaoh may not have had a child. And I know that the firstborn of pharaoh dies in the uh, plagues, but that may be a different pharaoh. So he may not have had a child and maybe uh, his daughter wasn't able to have children either, and that Moses was in line for the throne. Can you imagine that? Uh, No, don't fan me anymore. No more grapes, ladies. I'm gonna go out and do the mud dance with my people while I get whipped in the back by the taskmasters. That's what I'm choosing. All the... Pleasures and riches of Egypt at your beck and call, whatever you want, whenever you want it, with whoever you want. All you gotta do is bing, bing, and here they come. Pleasures, pleasures, and more pleasures. And Moses said, Nope. I'm going out to my people. To be what? To be mistreated as a slave you know that that's what Jesus did. Jesus left the glory of heaven to come and die on a cross and be mistreated by the world, which is a picture of Egypt. Why would he ever do that? Why would he ever come on a rescue mission like that? To be born in a cave to be born to a family that were nothing in terms of the world, to not have the education, to not have any of it. Why would he do that? And why would he die on a cross? Because he chose to endure mistreatment for his people. Amen? That's the gospel. And by faith, some of you are going to have to refuse some things, And I know it's hard in our world. But look at verse 24 and mark the word he refused. And look, he had everything that a worldly man could want. And he refused it. He refused the title. He refused the pleasure. He chose, 25, ill treatment. He chose to endure it, to be mistreated with the people of God rather than to enjoy what? The passing pleasures of sin. To enjoy sin for a short time, a season, New King James. Sin is pleasurable for a season. And if someone tells you that it's not, they're not being honest with you. Truth is, if you do things to indulge your flesh, there will be some pleasure from it. (gasps) Can you say that in church? Yeah, it's real. And many of you dove into the deep end of that life. And what you found there was some pleasure. Here's the problem though. The pleasure is short-lived. And if you ever dabbled in drugs or promiscuity, here's what happens. You get a first high, you get a first experience, and oh, it's unbelievable. They never told me how good this was in church. (laughs) And then you try to duplicate that a second time and a third time and a fifth time and a hundred times. And users who are addicts will tell you they try to duplicate the first high and you can never get there. Never And then you have multiple sexual partners and what happens? Oh, there's a moment of pleasure and then you get to live with all of the fallout. You know what the commercials will never show you? The next day. They want you to be so fixated on the couple minutes of pleasure, whatever that is, but you don't see the commercials of the next morning when someone says, I'm pregnant or my husband found out or you've got such a terrible addiction that you've got to wake up and feed it again, and that thing becomes your master. The devil doesn't show you that stuff. Amen? Amen. This is truth, people. And Moses said, man, a lot of that stuff in Egypt looks good. And I've often said this sort of jokingly. But temptation, by definition, is tempting. If it weren't, we wouldn't call it temptation. (laughs) Amen? It looks good. It looks promising. But there's a hook. There's a price to be paid when you don't do things God's way. And so Moses made a faith choice. He said, "I, I could have that title. I can do all that indulging. But instead of that, he went out to God's people. And there are many scholars that believe that Moses already knew that he was called to be the deliverer. And here's what he did. He made a choice. 26. He considered the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. Now, how could anyone ever do that? I mean, if, l- just just rewind for a second. You got the treasures of Egypt. Just think about the things that they discovered with Tutuk Common, and, you know, all the riches and all that stuff, King Tut, right? All the stuff they've unearthed. Think of all this stuff available to you. That's door A. Door B is the mud dance with your. <laughs> Persecuted fellow Israelites who have scars everywhere on their backs and work for the Pharaoh from sunup to sundown and maybe beyond. And Moses said, I choose door B. What? Why? Because, 26, he was looking to what? The reward. Brethren, think with me. If Moses would have taken the throne of Egypt, he would have died in the plagues. I mean, just walking it out practically, if Moses became the Pharaoh, God destroyed Egypt. And even if Moses stayed in a high position and he squared off with the God of the Bible, Moses would have been swept up in the plagues. He would probably have been killed.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Would you please consider supporting Walk in Truth being on this radio station and podcast for at least
1: $5 a month? As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team through our new Walk in Truth app. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. Welcome to Walk in Truth. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son. And access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer.
0: That's how I showed my anger. Mm. Not in words, but
1: in you can't have me. Mm-hmm. And that obviously took a toll in our relationship. All this and more is available to you on our new Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your financial gift. Please become a financial partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com.
0: We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. And so Moses
1: made a faith choice. He said, I, I could have that title, I can do all that indulging, but instead of that, he went out to God's people. And there are many scholars that believe that Moses already knew that he was called to be the deliverer. And here's what he did. He made a choice. Twenty six. He considered the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. Now, how could anyone ever do that? I mean, if l- just just rewind for a second, you got the treasures of Egypt. Just think about the things that they discovered with Tutankhamen and. You know, all the riches and all that stuff, King Tut, right? All the stuff they've unearthed. Think of all this stuff available to you. That's door A. Door B is the mud dance with your (laughs) persecuted fellow Israelites who have scars everywhere on their backs and work for the Pharaoh from sunup to sundown and maybe beyond. And Moses said, I choose door B. What? Why? Because, 26, he was looking to what? The reward. Brethren, think with me. If Moses would have taken the throne of Egypt, he would have died in the plagues. I mean, just walking it out practically, if Moses became the pharaoh... God destroyed Egypt. And even if Moses stayed in a high position and he squared off with the God of the Bible, Moses would have been swept up in the plagues. He would probably have been killed. Moses had to look beyond the immediate and the eyes of faith. Look at the definition of Hebrews 11.1. Here it is. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I'm gonna say this if you're a little younger Please hear these words. Wise people make short-term sacrifices for long-term gains. And there's going to be things, carrots that dangle in front of your face that are going to look so good. And at first, they'll probably taste good too. But the question you have to ask yourself is this. What reward ultimately are you looking for? Who do you want to please And Moses was looking well beyond just the immediate. He was also looking to the eternal. One apologist put it this way, meaninglessness does not come from being weary of pain, but from being weary of pleasure. And somehow, and I don't quite understand how this worked, but if you look at the language, Moses made a decision to bear the reproach of Christ, 26, Christ Messiah. He saw that as greater riches riches than the treasures of Egypt for he was looking to the reward. And we won't deal with this, but by faith he left Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king. Most believe that's the Exodus and that's the second not being afraid, but that'll be for next time. Here's what I want to leave you with. Moses made a decision to take the reproach of Christ And saw that as greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. And the only reason he could do that is he was looking with the eyes of faith. And that's how we have to live our lives as well. And you can see the implication for the Hebrew audience. Persecution. What's the temptation of the Hebrew first century believers? Go back to the bondage of the law. Think of the bondage of Egypt. Go back to the temple sacrifices. How many times did the people of Israel going through the desert say, we're selling tickets to go back to Egypt. Who's coming? But we were slaves. Yeah, but Friday night, they had steak and onions. Right? Yeah, I I know I've got a lot of scars on my back, but every Friday, get to eat steak. And now, it's just this manna right? And the the Hebrew readers, the recipients of this letter, they're facing their own battle. Do I indulge the temporary, wiggle out of persecution, go back, play the game at the temple, go back to the Old Testament sacrifices to please this family member who's upset with me in this situation? Or do I look to the reward and follow Christ? Every generation has to decide. And if you compare your life to what these people had to face, let me ask you, you had any challenges like this? I mean, some of you have had some very difficult things, but like this? Like what Moses faced? Like what his parents faced? Probably not. And that's what the writer's saying. We have this historic faith. These people were real. They made decisions, and you can make them too and you can make them by faith. Father, thank you for this word to us. It's a timely word in our crazy world where so much is going haywire and it seems like any kind of conservative moral compass is challenged at every turn. A biblical worldview is almost like laughed at now. We've we've moved so far, it, it seems like many in the church, and let's just talk about the church, are facing having to make some tough decisions like, is this what I really believe? And is it worth it? And and for Moses, I'm sure he could reflect back on his life and say, man, that wasn't easy. (laughs) It wasn't easy leading the people out. I had to overcome a lot of fear, personal inadequacies. But in the end, I know Moses was very grateful when he saw what he saw, when he experienced what he experienced of your Shekinah glory, when he realized that Joshua would take the people in, when he showed up on the Mount of Transfiguration and was on the right team <laughs> forever. These are things that um, we have to consider, Lord, as we navigate our times. Bless your people. Um, Thank you for their patient listening to this teaching. I pray that whatever is not profitable for them, they'll forget. But whatever you want them to hold on to, they'll walk it out by faith. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: You've been listening to A Faith That's Not Afraid, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Hey, just to let you know, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Our hope is to broadcast this program on more radio stations to reach more people like you. Our ministry has grown a lot over the years, and it's thanks to our church and our listeners that have become our financial partners. Our producer, Rob Newton, went to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California recently to update the congregation on the state of walk in truth. He talked about where we are, what's new, where we'd like to go, and how you can help. If you'd like to listen to Rob Newton and Pastor Michael's short presentation, you'll find it on the Walk in Truth podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's also on walkintruth.com. We've entitled it The State of Walk in Truth. And again, you'll find it on the Walk in Truth podcast on your favorite podcast app. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, maybe you've heard before that fear is the opposite of faith. Is it possible
1: to have faith and be afraid? Well, you know what? We can have moments of fear and we can even perhaps lack courage at times when we're facing our giants or you know, our difficulties or the edicts coming from the pharaohs of our day. What do we do then? Does it mean that we don't ever swallow hard or take a deep breath or feel some butterflies? No. I think a faith that's not afraid says, you know what, I'm going to do the right thing despite how I may feel and despite how fear can want to overtake me. You say, well, Pastor Michael, how do I overcome my fear? Because frankly, if I'm going to be honest, I'm afraid a lot of the time. Well, the way that fear can be overcome is simply by leaning into the God who will give you strength. It doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle with your humanity or even wonder if you're the right guy or gal to do the job. That's all part of it. But when we lay our fear at His feet, He will give us a baptism of boldness. He will give us a renewed faith. And He will give us wings of eagles to uh, fly and soar instead of feeling like we're you know, never going to leave the ground. You see, fear can drive us to the one who is greater than all of our fears. His name is Jesus. He is able to help us. We've been learning all about that in the book of Hebrews. And so if fear has been crippling to you lately. You've been overcome by fear. Faith can overcome your fear. And I would say the fear of the Lord can crush all other fears in your life. And I pray that as you lean in, even at this moment, you may just pray something like this, Lord, I give you all my fears. Would you give me your strength, your perspective, your love, your hope in exchange for it and help me to sense your power and the beauty of your presence in my life. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Well, this is Walk in Truth and this is Pastor Michael Lance. And we've been learning about a faith that's not afraid. And uh, there's more to come on this topic as we look at Moses and his parents and the great stands that were taken in the book of Exodus. We're so glad you're aboard. Hey, if you want to know more about Walk in Truth, you can always visit our website, which is walkintruth.com, walkintruth.com. There you'll find out more about the ministry, how to give to it, how to pray for us. You can send us prayer requests over the website as well, walkintruth.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love for you to know more about us and even spread the word about Walk in Truth. Appreciate you doing that. God bless you. We'll see you right here tomorrow.
0: And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast to reach more people like you with the hope of Jesus. And now we offer the Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your donation. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part four of Pastor Michael's teaching about a faith that's not afraid when he moves the message into chapter 11, verses 27 through 29. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.